How do you measure performance? Do you have a system in place to measure your team's performance? So when you have your monthly performance evaluation and or your quarterly performance evaluation, or when they come to you and they want to raise and you may be considering looking into their performance, do you have objective ways to communicate to them their performance instead of your opinion about how they're doing, which is subjective and irrelevant. Today, I'm going to share with you some quick tips on how to establish a results-based management system in place. People are variables. They can be our greatest asset or they can be our greatest liability. When we interview folks and hire them, we make a judgment call. It's a 50-50% chance of them being great or not. At least in our level in the restaurant industry, when we hire people, you're just, you know, some people are great interviewers. So you're hiring them at that point. You need to have a system in place, obviously for training, but also to measure and manage them, measure their performance. A good management system in place acts as a filter. This filter is to filter people, and the sooner the better. A good management system is driven by results and numbers. So here are four quick tips how to create a results-based management. First step is to identify the three top metrics that matter for every role. So if I'm a pizza maker, if I am a server, what are three metrics that matters to the business that you can identify. For instance, for a pizza maker, it's going to be the speed of service, which is going to be, for example, how long it takes a team member, a pizza maker, to stretch eight 16-inch pizzas or how, you know, topping three pepperoni pizzas. So we're looking at time as the measure of performance for a pizza maker. For a server, it could be their average ticket or how they upsell. So the average ticket is a fixed dollar amount, is a number, is a data that we can base our performance on. The second thing that we must do is once we have those metrics in place is to create standards and targets for those metrics. This way a team can assess their performance themselves. So for instance, for our restaurant, I'm going to give you an example of, and I don't know exactly what our numbers are right now, but we have a good, better, and best goal when it comes to, or targets when it comes to stretching dough. So when we have it on a poster on the wall that if you stretch dough in uh, eight 16 inches hypothetically in two minutes you're at a good level and or if it's one minute and 30 seconds it's good and best is hypothetically 60 seconds is to stretch eight 16 inch pizzas and we have that on a poster so a team member can look at it and know where their level of pizza making in terms of like stretching dough is we have that for pizza making we have for topping we have the speed of service for different aspects because speed of service matters and we have targets and standards in place so people know that they're below average are they good are they better are they best where are they at in those particular data points that matter to the business if somebody is a poor performer when it comes to some of these metrics that we're talking about and comes to you and asks for a raise you will know that you have not effectively communicated. You First off, you're not driving your management based on results and numbers and data, but not only that, you've not actually communicated those targets to your team. So if you have people come in and ask for a raise and they think that they're being undervalued, but actually their performance isn't, speaking for itself is because we've not communicated those targets to people. The third tip that I have for you when it comes to this is to set expectations. You hear me talk about that on the show all the time. You need to set expectations and not only that, revisit expectations often. For every role, for every job, 
that is happening in your company. And for every task, what's the expectation for the bathroom cleaning or the sink or upselling or every aspect? There needs to be an expectation set. At the time of hire, do you set the expectation through your job description of a person they themselves knowing how they're going to be successful doing that role with specific data and numbers? So again, they themselves can evaluate how they are doing as a team member. You must make the time to conduct performance evaluations. That you, know, you don't need to call it that. It's just you making time to review performance on a weekly, on a monthly, on a quarterly basis. But you have got to make the time. The, the job description acts like a contract. They're agreeing to terms. And we're, as a company, we're agreeing to pay them for a specific job, wanting specific numbers and results. People pay for results, right? We as a company pay to a pizza maker that after 30 days, they need to be at this level of a mastery at different tasks that they do that is measurable by numbers like time or or dollar amount, right? So that's the arrangement we have as part of our contract and the team member is agreeing to it. So as we revisit job description, as we revisit the expectations we set up front, then it's it's a no-brainer, right? During the performance, we're just revisiting the expectations that we set. So revisiting those expectations should not be this hard work or the performance evaluation, right? We're just, we already established, even in the beginning, that there will be a monthly review of your performance based on these numbers. The fourth and the last tip that I have for you is results-based management is not emotional. There should not be any need to get mad, raising our voices, like you n- never do this or you always do that, or how many times I have to tell you guys about this. There's no need to get emotional when there are issues, which there are issues. When there are issues, simply revisit the expectations that you have set up front. Revisit your job description as a mutual reminder of the contract or the agreement that we as a company and the employee set and communicate and revisit the results that you both agreed on you paying that person for the results that you wanted. And as always, you want to make sure that you communicate that you are supportive, that you want to create training. Obviously, you want to have training and in place to equip the different team members to meet those targets that you have in place. So you're like, hey, here's what the expectation we have set in place. You've been part of the company this long. It seems that you received these trainings. However, in the last week, it seems like your closing tasks are still taking so long or the closing standard we have is 45 minutes after close. And whenever you close, it seems like it's taken an hour and a half and it's dragging labor. First, I wanna know what's the problem? How can I support you in solving this? Right. And then like, listen, this is our our expectation for the company and this is what we need, the results we need. Now, moving forward, if this continues, if, if next week labor is this percentage or you leave within, you know, uh, the closing is taking more than 45 minutes. I'm making the numbers up, as you know, if it's taking more than that, then we're going to have to have a conversation. That's going to be a problem. Are we in agreement? Right. So when this happens again, you can refer to the previous meetings you had with that person. If the team member that you're working with is unable to meet and exceed expectation on an ongoing basis and they're not able to create the results for which they were hired, then you simply communicate to them, that's what it was the expectation. I communicated to you. I equipped you for it. But these are the results we need in this company. And at this time, this is not working out. And you just let them go. If you feel bad issuing a team member a write-up, for poor performance or a coaching slip and you feel bad and the conversation is going to be awkward, it's just a reflection of you as a manager because you have not set the expectations up front. A team member must expect a coaching slip when they are late 
And if you feel like, oh, you know, they were only 10 minutes late and that is because you did not set the expectation. Now, I'm not saying to, you know, you have your own company policies when it comes to this particular topic, that if someone is late 10 minutes, the first time they get a verbal warning, you still need to log it in your logbook or it needs to be documented somewhere, of course, that, you know, they had a verbal warning. And also during the verbal warning, you said, listen, if you, if this happens again, you're going to get a coaching slip. So we set the expectation. I talked about it up front. You set expectations all the time and re, you revisit it often. And when you do that, when it ha- when and if it happens again, you like, you remember last time you were on this day, you date and da, 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 you were 10 minutes late. I gave you a verbal warning and I communicated to you that if this happens again, I'm going to give you a coaching slip. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. This is your coaching slip with that. And moving forward, if this happens again, you're going to be issue, issued a write up. Are we on the same page? Do you understand why that is? The team, we cannot have like a driver scheduled in the morning and we don't know when the driver is going to come in. Do you see how that's going to affect the customer? How does that going to affect the team and have that person understand? Now, I'm not saying to be blind about it. Of course, you're going to investigate. Do you have any health problem? Do you have any family issues? How come you know that? Okay, I'm not saying to be blind about it, but things need to be documented and expectations must be set and we need to hold people accountable to those expectations. And that is what it takes to have a results-based management system in place. It is going to be doing the extra work, but somehow once you do set those expectations and you revisit them, it doesn't come like a thief in the night. People are not shocked. If the way you're managing your people is there's emotions involved, you feel bad, it's awkward, we have work to do. And I'm telling you this because we ourselves and our company as well, we have work to do when it comes to this. The next video I recommend you watching is about how to increase your attention conducting pulse meetings. So if you are a manager, especially in the restaurant industry, I think you're going to find that very valuable. With that, let me know what's the one thing that stood out to you and what's the one thing you're going to do applying to your management system to improve and become a little bit more results-based. We are always working on our management. We're always working on marketing. This is an ongoing process, as you know. So uh, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Now let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you.